the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I hope you're having a blessed day. I tell you what. Uh, every day I just wake up and think how awesome this earth is that God's made, how wonderful he's blessed me. I tell you what, my life has changed completely from a taker to a giver, and it had to be him because I was too full of pride, greed, remembering the Joneses tried to keep up with me. But I was, my God was selfishness. I was so selfish, it was me, 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 and nobody else. But I tell you what, I've learned to give back. I've learned to enjoy life. But I tell you what, I had my heart ripped out the other night. I was down in Corpus. We were doing three shows with Steve Sorensen. We tape them in Corpus down there for the radio station. And there was a lady down there named Minta Moore. She has New Life Refuge Ministries. You wouldn't believe, but they took 29 young girls off the street from pimps that these pimps grab a hold of and they capture them, and then they put them to work. They destroy their lives. And once they get a hold of them, the life expertise is just seven more years. So, I mean, if they get them at 13, they might live to be 20. This lady's helping them getting them off the street, getting them back where they've been. Help them restore them. And I want to reach out to Mentimore. Uh, I'm going to have her call in either next week or the following week to talk a little bit about New Life Ministries. But what are you doing Where are you putting your investment? Where are you putting your money? Are we bringing people's lives back and restoring them? You know, my life was a wreck, yeah, but Jesus Christ brought it back. But, you know, I needed people in my life to direct me in that direction and bring me back to where I needed to be back in God's love and grace because I couldn't do it on my own. And I had mentors in my life. Steve Sorensen's one of them in Corpus. I hope you get to listen to our shows. We're, we're through on Friday nights in August because of football, and I loved it. And I thank 930, the answer, and Baron and everybody, because they gave me the opportunity to come on Friday nights, and it was just a blessing in my life. But um, who's a mentor in your life? I'm going to tell you what, the heart of this lady is awesome. She has a heart to help these young ladies. And it just ripped my heart out. I hurt so bad to hear what was going on, how they got these girls off of there, how they're trying to find a place for them to live. Keep them away from the pimps. And I tell you, uh, New Life Ministries, give me a call if you want to donate or help or uh, contact uh, Mentimore. I'm going to give her her phone number out. I know she don't care. But if you want to reach out and help her and donate to her, she's going to build a 32-bed building to help these young girls, to and boys, and to restore them, get them back to a real life, a life that they deserve, not the life out on the street with these pimps that they don't know anybody. Bondage, we're going to talk about payment bondage, but you don't know what bondage those girls went through. Unbelievable. Minta Moore is her name. I'm going to give you her phone number, and it's she's in Corpus, and I want her to come up and speak in some uh, places in San Antonio because human trafficking is horrible in this city. I, you know, you don't realize what's going on. You know, we're so in the dark about so much things. You know, I talk about being in the dark against new car dealers, being in the dark insurance people, being in the dark with a cycle of debt that the bankers love because you're paying interest. And, hey, guess what? You're paying for them billion-dollar buildings. But, you know, what are you make, whose life are you making a difference in? Baron called me yesterday and was talking about mentoring, and I was on the phone during the day with three people. 
I don't go face to face with women most of the time, but if they have issues with young sons and all, and I, I talk to two ladies and a guy, I talk to the guys face to face, and I tell you what, there's so many people out there needing help. I mean, it's it's just a cycle of of issues. But once you get Jesus Christ in your heart and your life and you become a giver, your life changes. I'm a walking testimony on that because I'm going to tell you something. I was rotten to the core. Uh, I had a Bible study in New Brunswick that New Brunswick people wouldn't come because they knew my past reputation. It took years for them and a pastor named Phil Jones to convince people to come to my Bible study. Of course, it built, got up huge, and we ended up moving to San Antonio, and we've started another one. But you know what? Your reputation can be so bad that people don't believe there's a change in your life. Well, I tell you, Minta Moore, and her phone number is 361-946-6331. That phone number again is 361 361- Nine four six six three three one. If you want to donate, you want to help in the Corpus area. If you want to find out what's going on in San Antonio, give Minta Moore a call. I'm gonna tell you, she is her heart's out to help these young girls and boys. I, I can't believe it, but they do trafficking boys at an early age. I mean, people are. You don't think people are not sick out there? And it is a disease. It's a disease with them. You know so. I tell you, it uh, it made a difference in my life to sit there and listen to that lady for 30 minutes, and I'm hoping to get her on the on the show sometime and maybe some other churches and people around because we need to really pinpoint that. There's a sickness in this ever city. I didn't know it was. I thought this was somebody. This is foreign country stuff. It's not. They're bringing them in left and right. So God bless Mentimore. God bless um, this city. Help us to unite. Let's reach out and help somebody. Are you lifting somebody up, making a difference in their life? Are you sitting on your behind, not using your talent, not using what God's given you? Hey, everybody's got a testimony. We've been through something. And what has changed your life? I mean, I've, you know, I've got a lot of people in my life that have changed my life. And I, I thank each and every one of them. But now it's time for me to give back. And I want to give back to the community. I want to give back everywhere. I want to do the best. Who gives you the desire to be the best person you can be? If you don't have that desire, man, you're missing out on blessings in this world. You're missing out on so much. And your heart will hurt like mine did And listening to Mentimore the other day. God bless everybody out there. Let's talk a little bit about the car business anyway. Hey, I learned a new phrase, steering. I thought steering was driving a car. But steering in real estate is illegal. Illegal? Well, it's when you take a customer and you put the hard sell on them and direct them to a purchase. It's illegal to do that in the real estate business, but not in the car business little quick story, I was went to look at an 83, and I'm going to buy an 83 Buick LeSabre. Two-door hardtop, cool car, one owner, 80,000 miles. Needs a couple little minor things, but a nice, nice, big old ride, cool car. Make a cool ride. Anyway, I'm standing there talking to the lady. They're selling the house. Her dad's in the nursing home. He's unable to drive anymore. It was his car. And a uh, little lady was helping the lady and cleaning up, going to clean up the house. She cleans up houses. And she said, yeah, my husband and I know you. Uh, my husband uh, wanted to buy a car from you years ago, and you wouldn't finance him. I said, well, maybe he was short on money. Well, he just moved to town. And I said, sometimes these people moving to town and short on money may be going back home. And she said, well, I understand that. Now, he don't, he's no hard feelings. She said, but, you know, we went to buy a new car the other day, and we go out of town. They live in Sagina, and they go to Austin to buy a car. So they get on the south side of Austin, and I happen to know the dealer they went to. They get there at noon, and about 7 o'clock, they've been there seven hours in the hot sun. Of course, these young salesmen, take team, they tag team them. They run around in the hot sun taking them, get them all wore out, beat up, tired. And about 7 o'clock, they, they hand this lady 
two keys. You either buy this car or that car, and this is the price, and this is the payments, and this, this, this. She said, I was so tired, so sick, I just wanted to sign the papers and get out of there. Hey, man, they worked the system hard, didn't they? Amazing. They worked it so hard. She was so sick. She signed up. Now she realized she paid too much for the car. She bought something that she shouldn't have bought. Her credit was better than they told her it was. And she hates the car. Now she's in bondage. She's tied up. Who owns your car? I had a guy come up with a Ferrari. Called me and he said, I got a Ferrari at home and I want to sell it. I said, do you owe anything on it? Yeah, I owe 180000 How do you owe 180000 on a Ferrari? Mercy. But anyway, I said, uh, you own the car? And he said, yeah. I said, no, the bank owns the car. I got news for you. I said, the reason you want to sell it is because you don't want to make them payments. So you're in bondage to the bank, huh? Who owns your car? Do you think you really own it, or does it own you? Or does the bank own you? I mean, we could get ourselves in these traps so quick, just like that lady in that Jeep. She's unhappy. Now she's figured out she owes too much. Now she's going to try to make double payments where she can get caught up to get out. All right, we're going to open up the lines, and we'll talk about any and everything you want to talk about. This is uh, 930, The Answer. Our phone number is 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. We'll talk about steering. Oh, man, that was cool saying. And now, what about Redline? I thought Redline Sports was an attack, man, when we're revving old car up so high and we're going, no, Redline's a different, illegal in real estate? Wow. What is Redline in real estate? It's illegal, but it's not illegal in car business? Well, I mean, it depends on if you're pitching or catching, I guess. But anyway, Redline is telling a customer not to go by in that area. Don't go across the red line. Remember Obama did that too, you know. But I guess it's about the same way. Obama's red line didn't mean nothing. Maybe in the real estate business it's illegal, but a lot of people use it and do it. They do it in a in a candy-coated way, you know. Oh, well, uh, you know, they got crime over there. I don't know if you want to look over there or not. Or they'll come up with something. Well, what about the car business? Oh, don't go over there. Don't do this. Don't do that. I guess I'd do that. I know the difference between the good, the bad, and the ugly dealers. I know the good, the bad, who will try to rip you off, four-square you spin. You do all the tricks. Oh, man, I got a magazine lately that just, and I got an email. And it says, hey, we can prove to you, this is this morning. I happen to look it up, pull it up. We can make more money easier, better, faster. Let us show you how to do it. And it's an easy payment to us. And if you if we don't make a show you how to make a lot of money, we're not going to charge you. Man, you you don't think the systems are not out there? I get emails every day on the systems to figure out how to get every available dollar out of your pocket. So are you prepared? Are you ready for the red line? Man, I tell you what, we put red lines on the dealers around here that rip you off in this town. We'll paint the town red. I'm telling you, there's hey, but it costs so much money. Huge amount of money. Huge amount. And I gave you a market report last week. And I tell you what, I've got dealers listening because one of the biggest dealers in this town stopped me at Mannheim Auction. And he said, Randy, I heard you gave a market report. And I said, yes, sir, sure did. He said, explain what you just said. I, he said, because my salesmen were listening, but you know how they can get it twisted and changed around. And I said, I explained to the customers. We're going to have a tremendous market drop this year, and it's going to start September 15th. If you need a car badly, and if it's under $10,000, you can still work it and work it okay. But your stuff, twelve to 15000 and higher, it's going to drop 1000 probably, or maybe 2000 September 15th. It's going to drop another 1000 October 1st. And the time to start looking hard is October 15th. And when the dealers figured out this market has changed, you can buy between October 15th, November 1st, all the way to the end of the year. We're going to see the two to $3,000 drop. He agreed with me, and this man's a smart man. And he agreed with me about it because, number one, we've got off-lease 3.1 million 
cars about to hit the market. We got four million rental cars about to hit the market, and all the manufacturers are trying to outbuild each other. They want to be number one. They want to make the money. And you see the rebates that's going on? And I talked about last week also, and I had another guy tell me, he said, yeah, I had a 400 score, and I bought me a new Ford. I said, you did? He said, yeah, I said, did you have much down? He said, a 1,000. You had a 1,000 down and a 400 score. Most of the time, dealers would run you off, and you bought a new car. I bought a new car. Well, I got news for you. They're hungry. They need every available sale they can get, and they're going to pick on you. You're up. Hey, they need that money. Now, he had to pay a little more interest rate, but that's better than buy here, pay here, where it's 26.78. He probably had to play 11 or 12%. But they want you riding and driving. They'd rather that car be out on the street collecting. See, they sell that note. They get their money. Now it's the bank's problem. It isn't the dealership's problem. They grin. They love you. Oh, man, we're best friends. Hey, and if your credit's bad and they'll put you in a new car and they don't kill you too bad, Hey, that is your buddy. That's better than going to buy here, pay here. I've got some buy here, pay here guys I sell to, and I sell them. Their limit's 6000 and all their cars on their lot's sixteen nine. How, you got to, here we go again, 10000 profit. That's just profit on the car. You got to make twelve, thirteen thousand 13000 to pay a $10,000 note, and now you're paying 26.7 interest rate. Now you got to make another three, 4000 extra to pay for the interest. Well, check a new car dealer out. I would. I'd work them all. I'd work them. I'd work them twenty of them, till I found that one that the manufacturers or the banks or somebody's hungry for some kind of business. But they they lump these. You got to remember this too. A lot of people don't realize this. You take the dealers and they take the good people, the average people, and the bad people, and they sell all that as a group to a bank. So they say you're getting the good ones. You're getting the okay ones. You got to take these bad ones. So these new car dealers push off the bad credit along with the average credit and the good credit to the banks, so they sell a package. Fall in that package. Hey, work the system just like the dealers work the system. You got it coming. That's what you've got to understand what I'm telling you. A lot of people don't understand that they, they're selling in bulk. Hey, man, I pitched you three or four good ones. Take this bad one. Okay, uh, you know, we got the ones that's going to pay. Let's gamble on the one that's not going to pay. Well, that's the way they look at it, but it's all business, you know, and so I, and I gave out figures on one of my shows, and I didn't give it to y'all. When Obama was elected a few years ago, thank heaven, good, let's see, thank, thank the Lord Greyhound, he's gone. That's, I think that's the name of the song. But anyway, 37% of the population of the United States lived check to check. They just come out with a new figure a couple of weeks ago. 49% of the people live check to check. That means at the end of the week, they don't have any money, and they're hoping that next check, they got that check coming in so they can get through the next week. When Obama was elected, 9% of the people were behind. No way of getting caught up. That's 14%. Thank you, Obama. Man, you're... You're doing such a great job in your own mind. Theater of mind, boy, I'd like to see his theater inside. Would you like to look inside the mind of that dude? Well, anyway, he's put us in a... Now, if you add those two together, we're at 63% of the people in the United States are struggling. So 37% are doing okay. You know, they talk about the 1% doing great. But now we're down to 36%. Are doing it. What? We're not studying our purchases. We're not seeing our habits. We're not looking and, and praying and studying about our priorities. Proverbs 1 5 says, Let the wise listen and add to their learning. Why do we jump up and got to buy something? I, I was talking to a lady in my Bible study, her daughter, uh, her granddaughter, she's disabled. But she buys things and throws them away. Buys new stuff, wears it a time or two, or throw it away. Has the new wore off on your car? Was you in love with your car? And oh man, I just can't live without it. Oh, let me tell you a quick story. 
I'm getting out of leadership class at my church, and there's a parking spot that's made for a pickup, and it says on this sign, reserved for the pickup that gets donations that gives to the needy. And this parking spot, I always park kind of facing that thing. And the last three or four weeks, I look up, and a yellow Maserati parks there. But I love the way the guy gets out of the car. He gets out of the car, and he puts his elbow on the roof. And he looks around to see if anybody's looking at him. Oh, man. Hey, anybody looking at me? I got my yellow Maserati. And he thinks he's cool. I feel sorry for him. I'd hate to pay the bill on it. I'd hate to tell him what he's lost, the value of that. And I'm going to tell you something. The last one like it I saw sold at the auction. Had a little motor noise sold for $23,000. $150,000 car for twenty three, but it's maybe fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 to put a motor in. Oh, man, wasn't that a great investment? And he's got to have his elbow on there looking around, seeing if anybody sees me get out of my yard. And he parks in the wrong spot. Are you so special because of what you do? Do you become the personality of your car that you're so special you want everybody to look at you? Oh, man, I tell you what, I've watched this two or three weeks. On, I guess I need to film it. I don't know. I probably, probably couldn't get permission off of him. But he, he got to get out and look around and see who sees me parking in the wrong spot in my yellow car. Well, I tell you what, I, it's amazing. I get to laughing at a lot of stuff. I see so much stuff in this business that people taking the personality on the car, just like a Harley Davidson. I had a gentleman that worked for me years ago. This boy couldn't sell nothing, zero. And I worked with him and trained him and mentored him. And he's becoming an awesome, awesome manager, great guy, love him to death. I tell you what. And so I sell him a Harley. I, I get a lot of Harleys, and I sell him a Harley. And there was this guy in there, and he had both armfuls of Harley-Davidson apparel. I mean, you know. And I said, John. I said, that dude... He's buying there, buying the store out. He said, yeah, I just bought him a new Harley. He said, uh, we make a little bit of money on the Harleys nowadays. He said, but he's going to buy four or $5,000 worth of clothes, apparels, jackets, T-shirts. Hey, I used to be in the T-shirt business. I started T-shirt business years ago, and I know they sell them things for 20 25 bucks for a $5 T-shirt. Wow. The profits in the apparel, not in the, in the bikes. I'm telling you, they love these guys. And they got to get them a, a rag, a new rag, and the shirt, and the jacket, and all this other stuff, you know. But what's amazing to me is how many low-mileage Harleys I've had. Do you love your wife more today than you did when you married her? Well, think about this. These guys are in love with the Harley-Davidson, but they fall out of love. They don't put many miles on them. They buy all this apparel to look cool. Is that so they can walk into places with their Harley stuff on? Oh, you own a Harley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't I own one Harley Davidson t shirt and it's got a frog on it. And that, that's the only and I've owned I hate to tell you this, but I probably own thirty or forty thousand Harleys. We used to buy rentals and resell them out of uh Arizona. I've owned some I I've rode a Harley so long. I'll tell you how long I've rode a Harley. If you had an electric start, you were a sissy. Yeah. <laughs> I've kicked Harleys so much, I'm going to tell you, and I've had them backfire and throw me off of them and everything else. But, I, hey, for years I wouldn't own a Harley with an electric start. I bought a custom bike here about, this was probably 20 years ago, and I bought it at this antique car auction, but it was a high-dollar special-built bike. And everybody's standing around, and the first thing, four or five of them said, it don't have an electric start. I said, what? And they said, yeah, it don't have an electric start. I said, so? Oh, I wouldn't own a Harley without an electric start. I said, well, you're not a real Harley rider. You're a sissy. That's what I tell them. You're a sissy. I said, man, real Harley riders don't mind it, don't have an electric start. But see, they fall in love and got to have it. What kind of emotions, desire, selfishness, pride? I gotta have that brand new Harley or that real truck. Hey, this bike that they that I bought without electric start knew it was sixty four thousand by this custom builder, and I give like ten, eleven thousand for it at the time, you know. 
sold it, made a little money, went on down the road. But how much in love would you have to be to give 64000 for a Harley Davidson? Amazing, you know. So, I mean, did you fall in? Do you love your wife more or less? Do you love your car more or less the longer you go? You know, it's just like we talked about uh, last night, uh, our spiritual growth. Are you in control of your spiritual growth? Are you spending time with the Lord? Do you have the desire to grow and understand? You know, the vision you see of this world, the vision you see of people, the vision that's going on, is it growing or going the other way? This is Randy Adams, 930, The Answer. We're going to have a half hour left on the back side. If you want to call us, give us a call, 210-308-8867. We love to talk about pickups. Man, I'm going to tell you something. Everybody's got to have a pickup. Well, I got news for you. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he had to borrow a pickup to haul some furniture. He has a tonneau cover, and he won't lift it high enough to put the furniture on. I said, good, that pickup, what do you haul in there, air? He said, yeah, that's about all I can haul in there with that tonneau cover. And it's bolted in, and he didn't want to unbolt it. So, I mean, we're going to talk about pickups. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Tell your friends and neighbors to tune in to 930 The Answer. We'll be right back. Thank now, back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I can't hardly wait to August 24th, uh, Dinesh D'Souza. We get to meet him over at the Palladiums. Uh, the, hey, you can get your ticket at 930, The Answer, and this is going to be a great opportunity. This guy writes books. He does movies. I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I like meeting somebody that thinks outside the box. And I tell you what, I believe this man writes, he thinks outside the box, and he backs it up. And I think he got arrested because he wrote a book, and Obama didn't like it. Can you imagine Obama don't like a guy like that? I can't understand that. This is a free country. We got free speech, and he got upset about that. I guess this is a one-way street. I don't know. Obama's got one street, one-way street, and one-way mind because it's either his way or the highway. The only problem is, wasn't his highway some other country? I don't think he was born in this country, and he twisted it in order to cheat to get in through college because he was a foreigner and this, that, and the other. Well, I, everybody wants to play games, don't they? Just like the insurance companies. Wow. Well, I've made the car dealers mad at me. I've made the bankers mad at me. I guess I ought to make the insurance company people mad at me. They keep us in the dark. And I I was talking to two ladies the other day, and they belong to BNI. That's a businessmen's group that I belong to in San Antonio, and I love it. But anyway, they uh, we were talking about insurance, and they said, yeah, my insurance went up. I said, "This is that's the bad news. Your insurance went up. But the real bad news is that your car value went down. She said, well, how come my insurance goes up every year and my car, I keep the same car and it, and you're telling me it goes down in value? I said, yeah, don't you realize that? She said, well, why does my insurance keep going up? I said, so they can make more money. I said, I still think, and I'm, and I'm talking about it in my Austin station because all those liberals are up there. And you know what? When I was growing up, liberal meant that you were open-minded. Now I think the liberal means that you've got a license to hate. I mean, these liberals in Austin, I'm I'm trying to convince them, hey, why don't we clean up the insurance uh, companies? Let's let's see what the quote, you give me a quote what I got to pay. Give me a quote what my car's worth and keep it and honor it for 12 months. I'm paying the same figure for 12 months. I should know what I'm buying, what I should receive if I need to collect. But, oh, no, these insurance companies want to charge us retail, and when it's their turn to pay, they want to charge us, they want to pay below wholesale. And I was, I was just talking to my station manager. His his insurance went up $10 a month. Well, his car's going down in value. I hate to break the news to him. His car's going down in value. So who's winning on this deal? The insurance companies. Hey, and Baron, he's a great driver. He takes care of his car. The odds are great. 
that he will not have to to uh, collect. Insurance companies love him, love him. Of course, they love us all. They love our money. And now we had a, I had a gentleman show up at my my lot. He wanted to sell me a thirteen Ford four by four XL diesel, and it was nice. I mean, it was nice. But we pulled up and checked Carfax and auto check, and he had an accident on it, and it bent the frame just a little. But whoever did the body work did a great, great job, and he was wanting to get. Twenty two, twenty three thousand, which the truck would have been worth twenty two, twenty three thousand if it hadn't had an accident report on it. But it has an accident report on it. And he'd been listening to some of my shows and he asked his insurance agent about diminished value. It wasn't his fault. He got hit. When you get hit, it's not your fault. You got diminished value coming. Well, he asked his insurance agent. He'd been with his insurance agent for over 15 years. Hey, they're good friends. Hey, this guy's going to watch out for me. I pay him all this money over all these years. So he goes and talks to him about diminished value. Oh, you can't get that. You sold me this policy, and I told him this. I said, he sold you the policy. He's your friend. You're giving him money every year, and he's giving you ill advice. He don't want to do a little effort. It wasn't. He's with state. He's with Farm Bureau. The guy that hit him was Geico. He should collect it, diminished value on that truck of about five grand. And he didn't because his insurance agents told him he couldn't get it. Now, where where's these insurance? All they do is collect the money. They get a percentage to collect the money. And they don't work with the customer. That's his customer. Don't he deserve a little service? Doesn't he deserve you to put some effort in? You just want to collect his money and not know him after that? I tell you what, sometimes I wonder what happened to integrity in any kind of business. Integrity with a good paying customer for over 15 years. And this is not the only automobile or truck he's got with this insurance agent. And he left him out in the cold. I don't understand what we're doing. Are we trying our best all the time? I think that insurance agent is lazy. I'd get me a new, and I'm going to tell you what, I bet these people get a new insurance agent. They, I gave them an offer on the car, and they left, and they're going to go see their insurance agent. They're going to see if they can get diminished value because they lost five to 6000 on that truck because somebody else hit them in the rear. Well, I, that's why I launched HassleFreeAutoBuying.com. It's an easy service because you can't, there's no possible way that anybody, I, I've got bankers, a lot of bankers, that I help buy cars. And they'll tell you it's a war when you walk in finance and insurance. A pure war. You better be mentally, physically, spiritually ready. I had a, just to give you an example, I had a call the other night at 8 o'clock. lady that had been listening to my show, and I'd helped them a little bit, and she said, my husband wants to go down to the dealership tonight. At eight. time we get there, it would be 8.30, and they close at 9. I said, number one, you've had a long day. You're tired. Number two, you're going to spend two hours in the F&I department. They're trying to get every available dollar off of you. Number three, you don't have time to check the car out, beat the salesman up, make sure you're getting plenty for your trade. Well, we don't have a trade. And I said, okay, but still, you don't have time to check out the car, make sure it's what you want. I said, 30 minutes? I said, no. Well, he's still wanting to go. You tell him. So I got him on the phone. I said, hey, man, you don't have time. You need to go down when you've got at least three or four hours. Here that lady is. And from Seguin, it went to Austin and spent eight hours in order to buy a car. Eight hours. They'll beat you up. They'll figure a way. Oh, yeah, it's, we close at nine, but we'll wait on you. Hey, a buyer with cash, a buyer that can get bought, man, they'll stay there till midnight. They want to make that money. Would you stay to midnight? for putting a $1,000 profit in your pocket, and that's salesman's profit, that's F&I de department profit, 
Would you stay there late to get your big commission? Yeah, they will. So I talked him, finally talked him into going the next afternoon. Get fed up, get rested up, get mentally ready, shop, shop, shop the Internet, make sure your financing's lined up. That's why we want, we have LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Part of LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com is to buy your car or find out what it's worth. On, on that side, you just describe your car, put the VIN number in, because we're not going to be like Auto Trader Buying Center, and I used to be with them, and I dropped them like a hot potato. Uh, because they entice you to come in, they put the VIN number in, they cut you to your knees, and then they train us to beat you up on every scratch, every situation, every little bitty thing to get you way, way down on a price. Put your VIN number in, describe your car. I expect some little dents and scratches around. It's a used car. And then we'll tell you what we'll give for the car. You can sell it to me, sell it to somebody else. I'm going to make money on it, add it a little bit. The other side of our website, learntobuyandsellcars.com, tells you to go get your credit. Find out what's your credit score, ftc.gov. That's franktommycharlie.gov. Find out what your credit rating is. Make sure you look at your credit. Make sure it's cleaned up. Make sure you get the best rating you can. Talk to your bank. Talk to your federal credit union. Talk to whoever you do business with. Find out what your interest rate is. Shop that interest rate. Find out where you can get the best interest rate. And then be prepared to buy. Then after you figure out what the interest rate's going to be, how much you're paying in interest, what the total note's going to be, how long you're going to pay. And a good idea is to figure out I'm going to be through paying this car in 30 months. Two and a half years from now, with uh, 30, 40, 50,000 miles on this car, what's it going to be worth? Look at the market, expect and see what the car is going to drop. Now, is it going to be a good investment? Is it going to fit your needs? You got time to weigh it up and study it. Don't just run down there and let a snotty nosed young salesman that don't know you that's in there. Well, let me tell you another story. A friend of mine calls me and said, get me a new Dodge. I said, excuse me, Al? He said, yeah, I need a new Dodge pickup. I said, don't your son sell new Dodges? He said, my son won't give me a good price. He said, the last time we dealt, Randy, remember you got me a new Dodge? I said, yeah. He was selling Dodges then. I said, oh, I thought he was selling something else. He said, no, he was selling Dodges then. He said, but I just can't understand my own son won't give me a good price. I said, it's not your son's fault. It starts at the top with the owners. They want to make so much money. And then they tell the managers how much money they want to make per unit. And then the managers tell the the salesman and the closers how much money they got to make. And so your son doesn't have a choice. He has to follow protocol. He has to answer them. He has to be accountable to them. He goes and gives you a great, great price just because it's, you know, he's your son. He's going to have to answer to them. He'll liable to lose his job. It's not his fault, Al. He said, well, I didn't ever think about it that way. I said, he has to follow their instructions. These dealerships take a million and a half a month to open up the door. They got to make the money off of somebody. They got to make it off of your dad. They got to make it off of your sister. Hey, a lot of, lot of dealerships hire everybody and get on in here and sell your friends, sell your neighbors, sell everybody you can. And after about a year, we have went through all your family and everybody we can. Well, I will send you down the road and we'll get us a new, another new one. Hey, that's why that's revolving door. And and you know what? Let me tell you, that's why Don Dumford in Divine, Texas, has, has I have a lot of respect for him. He's got the same salesman forever. He's got the same managers forever. He's in Divine with Chaparral Ford. He's, he's not but, I don't know, 20 minutes from 1604. Great drive, great Ford dealership. He sponsors the show for me in San Antonio. And he's he's honest, and he does it right. But he, you can go down there, and the same people down there forever. He treats them right. He tells the truth, you know. And that's why the people stay. That's why the employees stay. But you go through some of these dealerships. I've got some friends that needed a job, and they all go. To, they look in the express, and they see oh, salesman wanted. 
and they go over to this dealership, and they're over there for about two or three months, and they figure it out it's a jick house, and they leave. But that's a revolving door, and they never ask me, and they never call me. I'll tell them, you know, get ready to learn. You know, it's pretty good little education as long as they pay you for your time, this, that, and the other. But, you know, it opens your eyes what can go on in the car business. It's not a bad education. So I'll let them go on and learn. And then after a while, they, they're out of there and they go do something else. But so what are you doing? What do you understand? You can't go against. That's why hassle-free auto buying, our website is being hit left and right because of that. Because of this man's son cannot give him a better price because that's what the management gives him. He's upset about it. I said, don't, Al, don't be upset, your son. He don't have a choice. Lots of dealerships, you don't have. Hey, do you think that salesman can price you a car? If you do, let me say you land the park. You believe that? I'll say you land the park. I got a deed. Let me print it up here real quick because I'm going to tell you something. The salesman can't price the car. They, they may have a list. They may have something to ask you for, but they're trained. You don't realize how much training they go through, how many opportunities they have, how many meetings they have to go to. How many books they got to read? How much internet stuff they have to learn from? How many classes they got to go through? How many times they have to be accountable? And I tell you what, remember last week I told you the F and I magazine said you got to have a camera in F and I department. They're watching every movement. Used to, and I don't know if it's still happening very much. They used to put a mic in the salesman's office and let the salesman walk out. And the managers listen to what the husband and wife are talking about, how to sell them, what their concerns are, so they can walk in there and answer the right questions and make sure they sell you. You don't think they're not watching every move and everything you say? Hey, they don't want to even playing field. They want to be way ahead. And the last 10 years, the education, the knowledge has exploded in the new car business. They know how to sell you on your feelings, your emotions, how to sell you on your pride. And know-it-all, oh, they know how to handle a know-it-all. They agree with you. They pump you up. They get your old head so big that you just think you know-it-all, and they agree with you, and they push that contract over there, and you sign it up. Well, is that what you want? Take my advice and do whatever you want to. You know, wisdom is an awesome, awesome tool. Wisdom is really great in a lot of people's lives. But you got to put it in action. You think you got it, but if you're not doing anything with it, you're not mentoring people, you're not giving back. I've got wisdom in the car business. I've been in it since 1963. I'm older than dirt, man. I tell you what, about I love what I do. I love giving back. I love mentoring. I love educating. I love coming up with stuff that nobody, I think outside the box. Have you ever thought about the insurance deal? Have you ever thought about the cycle of life in the bankers? They don't care if you give too much money. They make more interest. I used to think that a, a good bank or credit union would want to sponsor this, this show. I was wrong. They'd rather make you make a mistake, pay too much money for a car, pay too much interest for a car, keep you in that cycle of debt. So about three, four years down the road, they can refinance you again. I'd rather see you pay that car off in two years, make a better purchase. Hey, ride for a two years, make payments to yourself so you got cash in the bank to buy your next bad investment. That's why I call these automobiles are bad investments. You don't think so? Buy you a new one, drive it for about six months, and take it back to the dealer that sold it to you and not trade in so they can spin you, four-square you, or mix you up. And ask them what they'll give cash, cash, no trade, cash back for the car. I love these dealers that sell a person a used car. And a, a quick story, a lady bought a sports car in San Antonio. And uh, she came to me and she said, you know, I kind of bought this on emotions and I don't really need it. It doesn't fit me. It's hard to get in and out. I'm just not comfortable and I want to sell it. So I told her what I'd give, and she blew up at me. 
I can't believe you lowballed me on that offer. I said, okay, ma'am. I said, I'll tell you what you do. You get in your car, and you go back to the person you bought it on San Pedro, and you ask them what they will give cash for the car. Cash. No trade. You don't want it no more, and you want to just sell it for cash. I said, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a little warning when you get over there. They're going to say, oh, we don't need that car right now. Or they're going to say, we got too many. Or they're going to say, well, it's the market's this, that, or the other. And so you tell them, you told me what a great car, what a great buy it is. And, you know, this car was worth the money. Ask them, turn the tables around to them and remind them what all they said. And I said, then you'll figure out where you stand and force them to give you a cash offer and what they will give for the car. I said, then you're going to find out the real character. Then you're going to find out the real figure. So she followed my instructions. She went over there. She was back the next day. What do you want to give for this car? I said, well, she said, I've shopped everywhere, and what you told me was the best price. She said, yeah, I went back to that dealer. They ran me around. They gave me every story. They said they had too much inventory. I said, you got less than what I did when I bought this car. Well, uh, you know, we just can't buy right now. Why can't you buy? You know, they gave her all the lies they could because they didn't want to tell her the truth. Well, I got news for you. If I say you something, I'll give you a figure, and it's going to be decent. It, you know, you're going to lose a little money, and you're going to definitely lose your tax money. Uncle Sam gets paid whether you like it or not, and we got to pay them whether they like it or not. And they're working on make sure that everybody pays their fair share and then some. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was looking at a car that was four years old. And he said, you know, it's had three previous owners. I said, boy, don't the state of Texas love that? He said, what do you mean? I said, they've collected taxes on it already three times, and if you buy it, it'd be fourth time. And he said, well, I said, let's look at the car, and let's make sure it's a good one, and it gets cheaper and cheaper every time. I said, but if it's a good car and it fits your situation, fits your needs, buy it. So we look, he had the opportunity to pick it up, and he bought off an individual, so the individual let him bring it to me. And I told him to buy the car. It was a fair market. But it's amazing how many times a car gets sold, how much money the government makes on it. They want their part. So, you know, and uh, I deal with a lot of uh, Mexican gypsies. And uh, they buy and sell. They do it in cash. I don't know how the government's going to let them. But they all want to vote for Hillary because Hillary's going to bring them into the country. And they've been here for 15 years. I said, excuse me? You've been here for 15 years, and you're worried about coming in the country? Well, we're afraid that Trump's going to throw us out. He ain't going to pay no. Are you paying your income tax? Well, no, they're not. You know, they're dealing in cash, this, that, and the other. But anyway, uh, these guys know how to get out there and use cash against the businesses, against people, against companies. Hey, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll, if you've got a company, if you if you got a hotel or a daycare and you need a 15-passenger van, I've got some great deal on some low-mileage 15-passenger vans. If you want to sell some 15-passenger vans or cargo vans, we buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, hasslefreeautobuying.com, we take the negotiating out of the purchase. We make sure your financing's correct. We make sure you get plenty for your trade-in. We make sure you deal with a reputable dealer. And most important, 80% of the people that walk in a dealership buy something they don't intend, like that little lady that bought the Jeep. She didn't intend to buy that car. But she got so sick and tired of them beating her up, spending her, she just wanted to sign the contract and get her keys. Well, we take all that fear out of walking in these trained professional dealerships. They'll take every available dollar. Like I told you, 80% will rip you off. 20% will take care of you. I know the 20%. That's redlining, I know. percent they'll take care of you. And we want you to have the best deal. We want you to return soon and be in better shape. I'm not like your banker that wants that cycle of debt. 
I want you to be happy with your purchase. Make the right purchase that you intend to buy and do the best you can. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com, free website. Give me a call. I forgot to give my phone number today. Here's my office number. You can give me a call, answer any questions, 830-625-7159. It's 830-625-7159. Give me a call. I'll answer any question. I tell you what, my hour on this radio station flies. We didn't have any callers today, but that's all right. You can call me at my office. And go to my Facebook, Randy Adams. You'll see where our next shows are on. We've got eight shows right now. Uh, and, you know, we don't know. I'm going to let the good Lord lead me, guide me. I'm going to take my pride out of it and let him lead us to the next radio stations, where we're going, where we're traveling, and what we're doing, because I want to be the best I can be. I want to be your mentor. I want to help you. I want to lead you and guide you. I want to make a difference in your life. Are you making a difference in somebody else's life? Are you there for somebody? You're lifting them up. Live longer. Forgive everybody. You know what the funny part about that, if you've got aught or a or a, a head problem about somebody, they don't care and they don't know. So why should you carry all that baggage, all that problem, clean your head out, clean your mind out so you can make a better purchase? Walking in there with your old mind all cluttered up, these dealers love it. They'll twist you, spin you, foursquare you, and they'll say something you wish you didn't own. God bless you. Live longer. Forgive everybody. I love you. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. Thank you, 930, The Answer. Man, I tell you what, great people, great radio station, and I hope you have a great weekend. God bless each and every one of you. And lift somebody up. Be positive. God bless everybody out there. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.